Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the fuck we want. Folks, before we get into this next episode, we are proud and so excited to bring this episode to you by our new official sponsor, Kinja Bang Noodles. As always, Kinja Bang Noodles is air dried and never fried. Our noodles are 100% plant based with no preservatives. It's perfect for a quick and easy meal, or you can customize it to create your own flavor masterpiece. Keep an eye out for it this fall. Follow us on Instagram at Kinjabang Noodles for all the latest and greatest. Kinjabang Noodles, feed the revolution. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. There's an art to everything. The way in which you approach something will determine its trajectory. Your approach is not only defined by methodology, but also by motivation. What ultimately is the driving force will determine its sustainability. Business is no different. Understanding your role and recognizing the need for other qualified people to fill the other vital roles is what is needed to create a successful business. My guest today is serial entrepreneur Alex Kotraviwat. Alex is the CEO of Jabak Group and JGU Ventures. He is a car enthusiast and an avid golfer, and he is the co-creator and co-owner of Kinjabang Noodles. And in this conversation, I'm joined by Mike Song and Anthony Lee, and uh, we get into a little bit of the relationship that they have with Alex. They both have very long-standing relationships with Alex from the very early days of Kinja's to obviously present day and just the role that he's played in their lives. And in this conversation, we dive into Alex's art. If business was an art, Alex would definitely be a master craftsman. From successfully building and selling multiple businesses in various industries, Alex has proven that there's an absolute artistry to entrepreneurship. And in this conversation, Alex breaks down the difference between being an entrepreneur and being a quote-unquote businessman or woman. Alex is a man completely driven by passion and genuine love for every single venture that he's ever put his hands to. There's a lot of people out there who want to turn their passions into a livelihood, but it's not something that everyone can figure out how to do successfully. And Alex taps into some very key things that have been the pillars of his successful ventures and things that he carries with himself to this day. And this episode is packed with a ton of wisdom gems, especially for all of us who are trying to figure it out and how to not only survive, but thrive during these trying times. And this episode coming, especially at this time, 2020, where people are trying to figure out how to pivot, how to how to figure out breaking into new industries and maximizing the industries that they're currently into and at a time for kinjas where we're stepping into one of the biggest projects to date for ourselves there's so much to learn from i think alex's expertise and in his experience i know that mike Ant and i were definitely soaking up every bit of knowledge and wisdom bombs that alex was dropping i think there's a lot here a lot of valuable information for all of you out there, I think this one is definitely worth taking out the notepad, taking down some notes. Obviously, if you're not driving, uh, give this a few listens if you can. Great episode for you guys. Let's get into it. 
folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. I'm your host, Ben. We got a very special episode. We got a few guests in the house. Uh, we have the co-founders of Kinjas. We have Mike Song and Anthony Lee. I think you guys know those guys by now. Hey, yo. Uh, we have uh, a new face, new face in the pod. We have our very, very, very good friend and brother, Alex Kotraviwat. For those of you who may know him just as the noodle man, there is much more behind this guy. This guy has many, many layers. He is the CEO of Jabak Group and JGU Ventures. He is a serial entrepreneur. He is an avid golfer and a lover of cars and so much more. We're going to get into all that, but Alex, we want to welcome you to the pod. Finally, we have you here, man. Very well, thank you for having me, man. It's been, it's yes. been a long time coming, man, but I'm definitely very excited for this, man. I think that, um, you know, I appreciate it and I feel honored to be part of this, dude. So as we were talking before we started rolling, you know, obviously I think by now, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about Kinjabang noodles and, you know, obviously you are our amazing partner in that venture, but, um, before like going into even all that stuff, I mean, this podcast movement in the shadows, we call it that because we like to highlight the things that go on in the, in the background, the things that um, people don't see off of social media. It's the hours and hours and the, you know, days, months and years of work that you put in to ultimately build yourself to where you're at today. And so we'd like to kind of like go a little bit into detail into like that kind of, uh, you know, the background stuff. So, um, you know, we love to start out with like origin, origin stories. So can you give us a brief sort of like, where are you from? Uh, you know, let's say origin almost, right now, like a Korean dude. He said like, like, you like know, origin, origin. Yeah, that origin story, you know. Poxetoy. Sorry, I just had to comment. Poxetoy. You guys got to watch Itaewon class on Netflix. Dude, Anyways, keep going. <laughs> but Alex, yes, man. Give us the, give us the lowdown, man. What's, what's the origin there? Man, all right, real quick. So, okay, born in Northridge. Hey, uh, what? That's my hometown, bro. Really? Word? Yeah. Okay. A one A. Bro, I've never seen somebody get hype off Northridge like that. I never yeah. get hype off of Northridge. <laughs> wow, I didn't. I didn't know that you're from Northridge, dude. I yeah, had no bro. Northridge oh. earthquake, man. I lived through yeah. that. So. Northridge earthquake, bro. <laughs> that, that was the first thing I thought of too. That's real. <laughs> that's that's super real, man. And I think um, so. Uh, born in Northridge, and then um. Uh, my family, we moved to Arcadia when I was six years old. 66? 66 all the way, man. Represent for sure. Proud of it. And, um, you know, lived there pretty much my whole life, man. So race was, yeah, born in Northridge, was raised in Arcadia pretty much my whole life. People who don't know where Arcadia is, it's kind of like, I think the, when you say it was, you know, I lived right next to the San Diego racetrack. I think people should know where that is. And, you know, it's off the 210. Um, and, um, yeah, man, that's so, uh, my whole life, you know, I just, that's all I knew. Uh, and, um, I guess from there, uh, you know, uh, did my thing with, you know, traditionally went to school. My parents were, were super liberal, man. They weren't really all about, you know, getting good grades in school and you got to do this and do that. They're just like, just finish school and do what you love to do. And I'm so thankful for that, man. And hey, were, hey, were you part of an Asian gang though? In 66? Was not. Here's a fun, oh, well, that, oh, that, there it is. We can talk about tattoos another time, but it's, that's actually kind of something that's funny, but no, was not in the Asian gang whatsoever. Not into that, man. I think um, I was into sports, man. So grew up playing sports my whole life. Um, you know, I, I was in martial arts since I was a kid as well too. And um, 
but never, never into gangs. I was never, like I said, it's, it's nothing that I, I never ever thought in my life I probably would want to join one. And it's not my thing, man. I just, I, I just, I have too much love in my life, man. I'm, hey, you know, I'm is like man. a sensitive gang. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we're like really passionate, soft gang. It'd be like a video game. We're like, we're like the Care Bears. Yeah, we're like a cuddle gang. <laughs> cuddle gang, baby. Cuddle gang with, with a bunch of girls on the side, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. You, you want to like, battle? Here's our love. Yeah. <laughs> sure, man. But yeah, man. So yeah, so play sports my whole life, dude. And um, and uh, so I thought I was actually going to, I was uh, training to be a professional tennis player, man. But um, and uh, but my dad was like, dude, like the chances of you competing on that level, it's just so difficult. So um. You know, uh, I wasn't, you know, but I was just like, well, then why am I going to go to college? It wasn't really my thing. But my mom was like, please do not be the only Asian kid who didn't graduate college. Right. So I was like, all right. So um, and I went to college for my for my mom. Uh, and anyway, so I went to Cal Poly Pomona, uh, graduated with a sociology degree. Um, the easiest, you know, freaking. Wow. Degree. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> but, yeah, man, and and uh, and that's pretty much how where where you know that's pretty much the the basics of of how I kind of work. So okay, sociology doesn't really quite seem like the business route at that point. Um, so you're playing sports, playing tennis. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you were into things like cars at an earlier age than college, right? Yeah, man. So, um, man, this, this can get forever, but, uh, yeah, man, I was highly, highly, I mean, I don't know. I think I would assume most, most guys are obsessed with cars, man. Hell yeah. We have posters of cars with like these super fine import models that are most ridiculously did. bodacious on our walls and stuff. I mean, I'm not going to say our, but I definitely had some on my wall <laughs> with like, hot import nights and always collecting these posters. I don't know if I like the cars or the babes. I really don't. I'm just yeah, be completely hey, for, honest there. for real. You put, you posted those posters on your wall. Not if you're gonna judge me like that. With that <laughs> hey, hey, keep it real. I have some posters of that signed autograph by models as well too. Come on, see, yo, dude, I mine were autographed. But I don't know if you guys used to do this, but I saw a kid at my school. So you know, I think it was a, was a sport compact car or whatever that that magazine. Yeah, but yeah. he would get like you know these cars. Like let's say if it's a Supra, but it's like stock, right? But you know back then we always used to, everyone used to drop their cars, so it's like slammed. What yes. he would do would get cut out a picture of a Supra and then he would cut the wheels from the car, uh, like from the bottom of it. So it's just like the wheel well and like the frame. And then he would push the wheels up and then retape it. So he's basically dropping the car by cutting. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's so sick. So I did that to like hella cars and I would post those up in my room, like no, lowered, yeah. lowered preludes and stuff like yeah. that. Oh my god! Anyway, we can, anyway yeah, that's another level. Yeah, that that was, that was pretty nerdy, but <laughs> that's like okay. really good imagination and creative time management right there. Hey, you did <laughs> but no, uh, floated the time by. But dude, but talking about talking about cars in the automotive industry, man, I think that's where actually you know for my first brand, Collusive, where it all started, man. Um, Collusive. Big shout out to hey, that is that is who I am. That's you know who a lot of people are, man. I think I've been very thankful we could talk about that but yes but originally man um so what happened what had happened was um i wanted to join a car team which most you know people who, who are just obsessed with you know fixing up cars but yeah man but they didn't let me in because i had a four-door honda accord that that was all i can afford man and i'm so thankful to you know work you know my butt off and my dad helped me obviously to get the car my first car ever 
and I was super proud of it, man. I was trying to do everything I could to, to, to join this team and they wouldn't let me in. I'm not going to say names because I'm not going to be like that, but um, I am super competitive, man. And I just said, you know, I, I, I went to my best friend and, and big shout out to Michael Sam. I told Michael him, like, Sam. I told him, Hey, you know, um, you know, we, we got, we got to go out there, do our thing, build the biggest car team in the nation. And I was just, you know, going off about like how we're going to be the best and how we're going to beat them. And you know, they're nothing and blah, blah, blah. How dare they not you know, let me be a part of the team. And that's how it started, man. And, you know, we, we started, a, we started a car team and it was called collusive, you know, that's how I actually started uh, team collusive. And we built that, that team to be, you know, probably one of the biggest car teams in the nation, man. We were, you know, we were, we were probably first in the nation for a while. You know, we had over 43 cars, 43 members. Damn. They, 27 out of them had covers of magazines, including mine and, and a bunch of other, other people in the team, man. And it, it was, that was my, that was my thing, man. We were, you know, we were our, a, a crew, right? We, we basically built a crew. So, so you and Michael Sam started Collusive. Collusive car team, yeah. Collusive car team. And that eventually, I'm sure we'll get to it, evolved into like more, but like, no one else was a part of that, right? What do you mean by nobody else is part of that? Oh, I'm just, I just want to make sure, I just want to confirm officially, like, like you and Michael Sam, two yeah. dudes, started Collusive. Yeah, yeah, we, we, just myself and Michael Sam, man, we both started Collusive. That's right. I'm so proud to fucking just have met y'all. You guys fucking started something amazing. We'll get to it. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, so that's what we did. And then, so, you know, it was crazy. So that's actually, to be honest with you, how it all started, man, as, as an entrepreneur, man, like, because... You know, I, it was originally a bet I had with Michael. And I was like, yo, dude, you know, like, we're going to start a business together. You know, you know, we can do crazy things together. We can build a car team together. We can do anything together. And he was like, yo, man, it's not, you know, and, and, and he was like, it's not as easy as you think it is, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, we can, you know, I can prove it to you. And that's how, that's all how, how it happened, man. Like, we made a bet and I was like, look, we can create this, you know, this, uh, this car team to be number one team in the nation and put, you know, all of our cars in magazines and blah, 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 blah. And I can show you, we can do this. So, you know, no questions asked. And we did it, man. You know, we did it together and, you know, it was a really cool thing. And it gave me the, uh, the opportunity to learn about how to get sponsors, how to work with different corporate businesses and, you know, things like that. So it, that was the whole creation of how, you know, myself, you know, started to learn how to become an entrepreneur. So, um, with college, you, you were already, you had, did you finish college? You graduated all that? Um, yes, finished college, uh, you know, um, finished Cal Poly Pomona uh, with a degree of sociology uh, and, you know, had nothing to do with, you know, basically what I was going to do for, for, for my life, man. But um, I knew I was, I, I, I knew, man, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur since I was a kid, you know, and I, I've had this story. We talked about this, you know, at, uh, at, at Noodle Nights, right, uh, Mike? Uh, it all started, man. Like it's, I was, I was, uh, you know, like I would get like, I think it was like, like two or $3 a day or something from my parents. Right. And that was a lot back then. So I was like, well, how do I make more money out of this? So I would basically take my homework paper that we didn't really use. And, and I made them to Ninja stars. Right. And I would sell them. I would sell, I know this is a real story. I would sell them to kids, <laughs> you know, and like something I was so proud of. And I was just like, why would anyone buy these, man? And, and it became this thing. And it was funny that, and then you see other people trying to do the same thing, 
you know, but I would, I would make it cooler by coloring it and by doing all these cool little things and making a little business out of it, man. And coming back home with like a couple bucks, my mom was like, what the hell? Where'd you get this money from? And I so was you, like, you was a young CEO. Young CEO, yeah. man. I just, man, you got to start them young out there. You hear that? You If you ain't starting when you're like under single digit age, like you ain't going nowhere out there. No, I I wanted I wanted things that you know kids had in, 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 in you know in school that I didn't I didn't get and you know and and my I to, to watch my parents work their butt off man you know my mom had two jobs my, my dad had a business you know and it was it was crazy man it, it, it I think it, it it drove me to be who I am because of that to watch my parents work so hard every day of their lives man and um, so it pushed me so yeah I mean to yeah I, I, I definitely knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was a kid for sure. So yeah. that, that term entrepreneur, I think that's a, it's a buzzword right now. You know, it's, it's, it's cool to be an entrepreneur because, you know, you got the Gary V's of the world and, you yeah. know, that, that, that word is just like, um, yeah, that's like the new cool thing, right? But um, for you, I'm sure that wasn't a thing that you knew existed at the time. It's like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur someday. It was just like, hey, I, I, I can sell these ninja stars and people buy them. And then, like, you kind of take that idea of, like, how can I apply this, like, you know, to the nth degree, and, and I'm sure, you know, that snowballs into a bunch of other things. Uh-oh, do we lose Anthony? No, no, it's on my cat. It's like walking across my computer and just like logging me off the screen. <laughs> um, so, but like, um, yeah, I guess, you know, what, was there a point where there was like a aha moment, like something clicked where you were like, yo, I'm going to really go full steam ahead with this mentality and like this philosophy that can be applied to so many other things like not only starting like this car team but then like you know you obviously you know rolled into a lot of different industries from fashion to you know food and and so many other things so what was that moment for you where you were like yo this is a thing like entrepreneurialism or whatever you defined it as at that time how did you know like yo this is my actual skill and here's like me putting everything into that yeah, man. So, you know, and I think that it, it, in, I don't know, I don't know if people are going to, you know, blast me for this, man. But I think that, you know, uh, like I said, growing up, you know, especially when I was a kid, I didn't know what an entrepreneur meant. Right. So like, to me, all I knew is I want to be a businessman like my dad, because my dad always said, I'm a businessman, I'm a businessman, I'm a businessman. Right. But the funny thing is, man, like the older I got, I realized there's a difference between a businessman and an entrepreneur. And the mm-hmm. difference is that a businessman is, 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 it's, you know, they're known usually for more operating a business, right? And, and understanding different facets of how to basically make a business more successful, right? For me, I would definitely say I'm more creative. And that's why being an entrepreneur is different because entrepreneurs are, are people who, who truly love what they're doing and they basically want to create new things to basically, you know, find ways to make money. On, on, on that business, right? And I think that, you know, uh, and, and, and to be honest, it's kind of like an oxymoron, right? To say you're a good businessman, it's very difficult because, you know, I would definitely say if you're a businessman, there's, you, have to, you have to be able to be a certain type of person. And I think that there's a lot of negativity that comes about, oh, I don't really trust that guy because he's a businessman, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I never wanted to be in that lane. I wanted to be, you know, known as that, that the guy who, who really, really loved what, you know, that, that I was doing, I was passionate about it. And I want to, you know, to be known as, you know, cause you know, naturally I would say that I'm a good guy, you know, like I, I'm not, I didn't get into, to, to business just for the money. I mean, honestly, like, I think, you know, I, I didn't aspire to basically make a living cause I really truly aspired to make a difference. And that's why I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, but 
but yeah, I mean, sorry, I went on a tangent with that, man. But no, that's I, not a tangent at all. I think you're you're now we're getting into the gold of it. Um, I love how you uh, define the difference between yeah, businessman and entrepreneur. And I think what what stuck out to me is, as you said, like a passion and a genuine love for something that you do, and then figuring out ways to make it sustainable and being creative and things like that. And I think you know, as I look around our screen right now, like with what Kinjas is, and you know, with Mike and Anthony who you know, essentially started this thing, not because it was like, yo, here's a, a way that we're going to make a fortune. Let's start this dance crew. You know what I mean? It was like a passion project that spun into what it is today. And it is a business. And if, of course, like we've had to, you know, learn and mature along the way. But, um, you know, as, as you know, I know that Mike and Anthony have a longstanding relationship with you where they looked up to you as, as a mentor and, um, you know, and here we are today, like working on things together. Um, I, I think there's something like, that's what I feel like we're tapping into right now is like, um, how do you like, yeah, define that. And then like, know how to separate like, Oh shoot, if I'm, maybe I'm not the businessman, but maybe I am more so the creative. And I think what's great right now, I think is like, we're still in a phase that we're learning, especially in a pandemic where th- like what is what is normal now you know what i mean everything got flipped on top of its head and um you know like i think you know as we were talking even earlier before before we started rolling we're like yo like this is a interesting like group of people in an in a scenario where we can talk pretty candidly about stuff like that because i'm sure this is a time where a lot of people are really going back to the drawing board with stuff you know what i mean like what am i really or what can i really focus on what should i focus on and and, um, you know, I think uh, we'd love to tap into, you know, like your, I, I mean, I, I don't know, man, I'm going to go so far as to say something that you've kind of mastered, man. Like you, you have a track record that, you know, you know what you're doing. So, um, I love, I don't think this is a tangent at all, man. I love that we're talking about this. Well, yeah, man. And I, just to go about that, man, I think that, you know, even, you know, I remember this, you know, uh, so in our, maybe I'm moving forward, but I, you know, in our first business collusive of the fashion brand, right. When, when Anthony, you know, when he used to work for me, I, and I told him all, and we had this, we had a really serious conversation about like, yo man, like, what am I going to do, man? Can I dance for the rest of my life? You know? And I, and I, and I told him, man, if you truly are passionate about dance, man, and, and you, you know, and, and if there's a way to basically make money out of that, man, you got to do it, you know, because that's something that you, you regret for the rest of your life. Right. And I think that I, I envy and, I, and I'm, I'm not envy, but I'm more about like I, I aspire. Right. To want to do more things that truly, truly, honestly, at the end of the day, really do make me happy. Right. So that's why a lot of my choices for my businesses, the business that I build, it's not just, oh, I'm just doing it just for the money. Honestly, truthfully, like I, I'm very passionate about what I do and I love what I do. And I think that. You know, um, to see, you know, Mike and Anthony and, and Ben, even for you guys, I like, it's it's so inspiring to see you guys truly do what you do every day for the rest of your life and knowing that you guys can make a living out of it, man. And and that's, you know, so we're on the same level on that. That's it. You know, we're, we all four of us are doing things that we love to do while making money, you know, and I think that that's where the entrepreneur side-ish comes out of it and goes, you know what, like, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't make any money, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't right? make sense. That's right. That's right. I didn't, I didn't want to be known as just a starving artist, right? Um, and I think that, you know, big shout outs to people who are doing it, every, you know, working their, their butt off every day to try to make a living. But at the end of the day, man, like, you know, what made me different, I think, for most other people is that, yes, I was very passionate about what I did, but I knew how to make money out of that. 
right? And I think that if I didn't know how to make money, I wouldn't be here, right? I, I, hey, let, me, let me chime in real quick. And, and, and it's because uh, Alex, is, you, you said a couple things right now that like, uh, we, we bring up the, the term mentor, right? I, I don't ever take that concept lightly because like, I recognize that I myself am a mentor to a few people. And I also recognize myself that I have a few mentors. You know, I have a bunch of people that teach me things always, but I have a few mentors um, because mentors to me are people that have consistently helped, you know, um, just show me the way and show me a way or show me a different way or show me my way. Like uh, they've always shown me things, you know, and, and you've been one of those people that have been very, very impactful. You're, you're a very strong mentor in my life. Uh, you know, I'll speak personally right now, but there's things that mentors are, oh, they always have consistent in my experience they always have things that they stand by they always have beliefs or sayings or, or or kind of like foundations that regardless of like the time frame in their life certain phrases are consistent and, and, and i want to get into some phrasing that you've already mentioned here that i didn't want like our, our listeners to take too lightly things that you've said before like you know on a, on a high level it's like if it don't make money it don't make sense you're, you're one of the first people that taught me that, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I've also lived in a situation where like, you know, my parents, uh, you know, worked their ass off and stuff like that. And, and we always try to like figure out like the, the right Asian way of growing up as an Asian American out here and doing things. But like, th there's always sometimes, especially in the art world, especially like pur pursuing dance, there's kind of like this almost taboo element of trying to commercialize or be successful off of it. Mike and I have been talking about this a lot this year. You know what I mean? Sometimes a lot of, of uh, inspirational like social influencers or artists are afraid to like straight up just be like young i need to make money i want to make money and, and you've been somebody who consistently since i worked for collusive till now have always said a consistent thing if it don't make money it don't make sense and that's something that has honestly stuck with me and, and it's helped me navigate through decisions not to like shallowly look at like art and stuff like that or, or to demean an experience a human experience for the sake of like financial gain but rather to be sensible in the journey so that you can attach the passion and keep it consistent. You know, and I think that's a really huge thing that uh, I want people to understand out there. there. There's nothing wrong with people being like, yo, I want to make, I don't, I don't want to survive. I want to thrive. And, and making money is in, it's just a, it's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing. Another thing you said earlier was like, Hey, I'm not trying to make a living. I'm trying to make a difference. And that's, that's huge. That's, that's so big because I think anytime, even as artists, when we get caught up in the idea of like, yo, I'm trying to make a living that already poisons what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? That completely is like in, in some weird oxymoronic opposition to what it is that our craft is supposed to do in general. But if we can consciously fine tune our, our, our intention to be more so making a difference, the idea of making a living is a byproduct of it. If you make a real difference, you're going to make a living. Wow. And that's just something that I've, I've heard you say literally like 10 years ago. And it's just great to hear you say it now on this podcast, because I'm like, that shit stuck with me then. I hope it sticks with some people right now who are listening. Yeah, man. And I, and I, and I, yeah, man, I take that to the heart for sure, man. And I think that, like I said, like what you just, you talked about, people are like afraid of, talking about it and being honest about like, oh, we want to, you know, we need to make money. But in reality, that's life. You know, like, think about this. Like when you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you take showers, you drink water. There's things that you have to do. You have to breathe, right? Or you're not going to live. You know, making money is a part of life. You have to make money. And I think people who are shy about that or they think it's wrong to think about that, it's, not, it's, it's just because people are just 
putting into the brains that, oh, thinking about money is a negative thing, but it's, it's very important, you know, like to survive and to, to, you know, to provide for your family, for your future families or whoever that you, you don't want to provide for. It's very important to understand that if you're not doing something that doesn't make you money, it really doesn't make any sense at all, honestly, you know, and it's super important to find that balance. And I think that's why, you know, being around you guys has been inspiring in so many ways because it's like you guys are truly living your life the way that you want to doing what you love to do while making money. You know, and that's, that's, you know, and I love to surround myself, surround myself with like-minded individuals like you guys. So, uh, how do you, likewise. how do you find that balance though? Because I think, um, yeah, like what you're saying, so spot on, but you know, I think people tend to think of like extremes, right? It's like, do I go then? All right, fine. If I need to go make money, then I should just go make a bunch of it. And maybe this isn't the route to do it because like, you know, it's not very traditional or it's not the most conventional, smartest way to make that kind of money. So they may just go get that job. That's going to go make me a ton of cash and then like be unhappy. We all know that story. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, if you want to do the thing that you love. And I, I think that's what we're, we're talking about. It, it's a lot harder to, you know, have your cake and eat it too, right? <laughs> like yeah. to do the thing that you feel passionate about and have it, um, you know, not just be something that, yeah, you make a living off of, but you make a difference and like essentially create value, right? Something of actual value will be something that will have a return, right? So, you know, in your mind, how, how have you been able to navigate through like just going for the dollar um, but then still really like, yo, I, I need to do the things that I, I'm passionate about, that I believe in, and it still needs to generate a revenue, right? Sure, man. I think that's, that's actually pretty, I think for me to answer that's pretty easy. So like, I think that most people when, when you know, growing up, they, they're going to find so many things about what they love to do, right? They're going to have so many different types of passions. I think, you know, regardless if they, if they agree or they don't, you know, they might be in denial about certain things because, you know, people might may, maybe have made fun of them, you know, maybe like, Growing up, you know, you guys dancing, people might think it's weird, you know, but it's, it's at the end of the day, I feel that so many people in this world, there are so many things that they love to do. And I feel like, look, a perfect example, right? Like, I love golf. I'm obsessed with golf. And, and, I, and I feel that in my mind, I keep telling people that I'm a professional golfer, but in my mind, because that's truthfully one of the biggest passions of my life. I love it. I, you know, I got hooked on it, you know, and, and. You know, I'm 38 now, so I started. We still I haven't been golfing, by the way. Sidebar: You got to take us golfing. Hey, Mister Mentor, you got to mentor me in golfing. I don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> you can come to my club any day, man. But you know, so I come to my club. You know, <laughs> I started when I was 30 when I sold one of my businesses, man. But our, our one of my one of my lawyers at the time told me, "Hey, it's a great business sport, right?" And anyways, long story short, I I just I grew to love it so much. And um, that's that's one of my one of my biggest passions. I'm a super golf avid. Like I just I love. I got I got to cut you off again. See the idea of even. Hey, that's a great business sport. I ain't never heard that ever. Who who? <laughs> well, I'll tell I you get it. But I'll tell you why. It, but I'm saying that's how, that's how my brain works, right? So the reason why is because think about this: when you're on the golf course and you're playing a, a round of golf, you're stuck with somebody or a group of three other people for five hours. Right. And the thing is, it's kind of like you really get to know them. You know, you get you get an opportunity to do a lot of things. You're basically able to talk business. You're able to get to know people. You're able to really learn more about who, who they are. To me, it's literally hands down the best. I mean, every professional athlete, you know, if you notice, I would say 80 to 90 percent, they all pick up golf sooner or later in their lives. Right. And I think that it's such 
And it's not just for athletes, it's for everybody. Even you, Anthony, you talked about this. Hey, when are we going to play golf? And okay, I, we're going to play. Uh, accountability is important in 2020. We're going to play golf. You, you just tell me right now. We're going to play golf within the next month. Done. Easy. No problem. Okay, see, there, <laughs> now we got an actual a calendar on this thing. And if you all want to get down, we can get down. We can go play golf together for sure. But anyway, so, so going back to this, Ben, I'm sorry. So, yeah, so, right. But the thing is, I, I know that if I go – if I go to um, become a professional golfer, right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a realistic person as well too, right? So I'm a huge dreamer. Dude, I, I love to dream and I'll always dream for the rest of my life, but I have to sit myself down and be realistic that I probably won't be able to make the money that I'm expected to make by being a, uh, trying to be a professional golfer. Number one, I'm probably, I, might, I don't think I'm good enough to be on that level to become a professional golfer. But secondly, I, I just don't, even if I do become a professional golfer, the chance of me being top 100 in the world, you know, out of billions of people trying to do it, it's just not realistic. So to me, I know that it, it's not something that it's, it's going to be very, very improbable to do what I want to do financially. Right. So then we go to the next things that I love to do, right? And I just, that's kind of how my brain works. So it's like that, you know, for me, I, I love to build businesses, right? And that's why I do what I do with Jabat Group is because I love building businesses and basically creating something from a concept to completion. That's my thing. That is my, one of my other passions about it. And I realized I made very good money out of that. And that's why I stuck with it and I keep doing it. And my whole thing is if it's not broken, why fix it? Um, and I found my little thing, you know, like how you guys found your thing about, you know, how you guys created Kinjins together. Right. And so, you know, so yeah, so I think that's to answer your question. I think that so many people, I think you just have to be able to explore and not just be so stuck in one thing. You're able to basically open your mind, you know, and I just, you know, and, and just putting yourself in a situation to learn more about yourself, you know, and Mike, I know, you know, we talked about another passion that you have, which I'm super excited about. And, you know, um, and those, those are the kind of things that we talk about, man, just always growing and, and trying to push yourself to do more things, to learn more about yourself. You said the word uh, explore. And, um, you know, I think that like that kind of comes hand in hand with like curiosity. Would you yeah. kind of define yourself um, by nature, just being a very curious type of person? Yeah, man. I think, like I said, I, I you know, it's funny, man. I, you know, oh my God, I, I really, I'm, I'm a lot more grateful about a lot of things in my life is because I feel like truthfully, you know, life is so short, you know, like, you know, it's no matter, you know, how long you live or whatever it is, man, it's life is such a beautiful thing. And I feel that like, you know, um, truthfully for me, it just, I took every moment of my life and I'm just always trying to do more and more every day. You know, I just feel like there's so much things in this world that, you know, you could truly make a difference and finding your own path to do that. I think it's the key. So yes, I think I'm, I'm very curious about everything and everything I touch, I'm always like, okay, I want to be the best at, right? So I'm always, you know, even from golf or even if I want to start rapping, if I want to start break dancing, start whatever it is, I just, so sometimes I'm like, it's hard for me to get into something because I know myself, like it's like, even like trying to do choreography. If I got down with you guys, I'd be so mad at myself every day learning and trying to like, you know, it'd, be, it'd just be too much. <laughs> so <Prove it. laughs> I, I, I would love to, and I, I told you, Hey, if you, if I, and we talked about this, right? Mike, even playing tennis together, man, like I, I want to be able to learn certain things from you guys and let's, let's, let's do a trade off. I'll teach you how to play golf or tennis or whatever. And we, we can, you know, we can, uh, you know, we can, you can, you can teach me how to dance. Yeah, we're, we're definitely all overdue for a tennis matches as well. Oh yeah. 
we keep talking about it. yeah we have some uh you know former tennis players and kinjas that we've like all yet <laughs> to touch our rackets for <laughs> many years yeah we were very overdue um so okay i got i got another like really um genuine question so you you've touched many industries from fashion to food to cars to golf like you know so many different things and if you want to you know, obviously, if you want to be successful at any one of those things that like you kind of have to be on some like expert level knowledge of like, okay, well, if I'm going to go into this industry, I better know what the freak I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So do you feel like with your curiosity, does that uh, kind of push you as an individual to actually know everything about an industry, like on an individual level, or is it something that you feel like I don't have to know everything, but let me just team up with the people that do. So how have you approached like the many like various industries that you've kind of um, jumped into? Was it like kind of an individual jump or was it like, yo, let me assemble my Voltron and go in together? Well, two things, right? So um, like I said, I played sports my whole life also. And I also played basketball and I learned a lot about, you know, team sports and things like that. So two things, I think number one, I'm super highly competitive, right? And when I say competitive, not in a, some people can take it in a very negative way. I take it in a very positive way. You know, I am who I am today because I'm very highly competitive. So that being said, in anything I do from either playing basketball or even, you know, creating, you know, creating a company, I want to be able to know all my competitors, right? Number one, and learning about them and understanding what makes them so great and using them as measure, as measuring sticks to, to understand how I can basically create a business. So, and it can either literally from selling diapers to, to, to selling an alcoholic beverage or to whatever it is, I'm very all about understanding and asking what we call quote unquote stupid questions. You know, I think that there is no stupid questions in this world. I think that I love to learn and I, I wanna be, it's important for me whatever I'm doing is to be like the connoisseur of whatever it is to learn about it. So if I want to get into the, the fashion business, I learned pretty much everything about manufacturing from designing from Photoshop to illustrate to what a Pantone color was like literally everything you can possibly know to basically create a fashion brand. And if I want to get into the food brand, same thing. I learned everything about manufacturing and, and what, you know, food quality control is and where you could ship this, what you could put on packaging. I mean, I've learned everything I can to do that. But the second thing is, learning how to basically understand how to ask for help. And I think that building what we call the Voltron is very important, man. Like, you know, um, I, I can't do everything and I can learn as much as I can, but at the end of the day, you can't do things and you can't make big, great things by yourself. There's, you know, every successful human being from, from whoever it is, we can list a bunch of successful people in this world. They never did it themselves. They had a team. It is impossible to do something by yourself. I think that you can start something and you can always be a very big part of what you're doing, but to have a team to me is so important. And, and finding the people you trust, you believe, and they just believe in your values and they believe in what you're doing, right? I think it's super important. And I think that I've learned, I've learned a lot of that from sports, from team sports, for sure. And, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who don't have the same drive as you, but they understand how important it is that all we can all come together and, and we all have individual strengths to make this successful thing move forward. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's freaking golden, man. And, you know, even as I like look at like Mike and Ant and, you know, um, you know, we're missing uh, Lee J and John. And I mean, that's just like kind of the core in terms of the ownership of you. When you talk about team and I look down the line through Kinjas as a, as a whole entire family and organization. Um, 
I love how you put it that not everybody necessarily plays the same role or has the same type of drive or even motivation, but um, everybody plays a vital part, you know, from, you know, like when you look at a clock or, or a machine, there, there might be giant cogs and there may be small ones. Not to say that the giant one is any less important in terms of the functionality of the entire clock than the small one. They all need to move in unison in order for this clock to function or this, you know, car to drive or whatever it is. And, um, I think that that's huge. And that's something that I'm sure you've learned through trial and error in terms of like working with, uh, different individuals that you work well with, you know, that you, you do make a good team with. Um, but essentially I am, we talk about all the time, the communication is like the lifeline to any relationship and, and the, yeah, the absolute necessity to like overly communicate as much as you can because you can never communicate too much want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor meister watches they are truly masters of their craft from quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with meister is doing it they've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports music comic book car culture and pop culture we've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back i rock their ambassador watch this one's my everyday watch this one's my favorite they are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on to store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K. At checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at kinesthetic.brand. If, uh, if you can kind of like give some sort of, you know, advice for, you know, a lot of our, our listeners are kind of in that young adult phase, you know, they, some, you know, some folks are, you know, kind of like in that, do I go to school? Do I finish college and all that? Like, how do I do what you're doing? If I want to build a, a dance company like Kinja's, like, how do I go about that? Um, you know, what would be some advice for, um, you know, the kind of person who's searching right now, trying to figure it out, like whether, um, should I go into this industry? Should I, you know, do this or that? Like, what would be a, a piece of advice that you would give? You know, and, and, I, and, I, and I hate taking this from Nike, but you know the whole slogan, just do it. I think that honestly, it means, it resonates with me so much. And you know, one of my favorite brands um, till, till today. And I think that it, it speaks so much in so many ways. And honestly, you can take it however you want it. I think that a lot of people, they get stuck on thinking, well, what if this, what if that? What happens if this doesn't do this? And they think so much about like, will this work, will it not work? And I think the big, that's the biggest issue. I think that's the biggest flaw for most people in the world is that they are so scared of wanting to do something. You, you will never know if you can be successful unless you do it. It's impossible. There's no way that you can wake up in the morning and go, hey, I'm going to be successful today unless, and I'm not going to do anything. You know, you, you got to be able just to do it. And I think that to even go back about you know, the team stuff, I think to me specifically, Ben, um, what made me become who I am and I think a, a somewhat of a decent, successful entrepreneur is because 
um, understanding how to basically be more of a team player. You know, growing up, honestly, Ben, like it was tough for me, man, because my drive, I'm so competitive and I hate losing that it, I would like, you know, for basketball, I'll be the first one there. I'll be the last one to leave practice. And I, I was, I was, I was shooting thousands of basketballs, doing thousands of different types of layups. I was obsessed about wanting to be perfect. And I was told myself, like, I hate team sports because no one has that type of drive like I did. But the thing is, the older I got, I realized that, that I can't do it by myself. And to understand how to be a better leader, of understand how to empower people around you, that to find their strengths to combine and make this Voltron, right? And I, and I think, you know, going back to what you just asked, like the best advice is just to do it, but at the same time, surround yourself with like-minded individuals who want to do the same thing as well and learn to basically build business together. So Kinjas, like it wasn't just started by Anthony. It wasn't just started by Mike. It wasn't started by Ben. It was, it was started by all you guys that basically created this super crazy, you know, dance brand and dance company that people know who you guys are. You know, it, it, like I said, it wasn't just one person, right? And I think that's what you guys do so well is that you guys treat this as a family, but on, on top of that too, as a business. So yeah, so that's- You're here. I'm going to give that a moment to breathe, man. I'm going to give that a moment to breathe. Um, So, you know, we're in uh, this weird year, 2020 pandemic. Um, Another buzzword that we hear a lot is pivot, right? And um, there's been a lot of that having to be done throughout the course of this year, almost probably on a daily level. Um, So for, I I guess, two-part question for yourself, Alex, and like your, you know, many different business ventures what were some of the maybe not like the specifics of pivots but maybe the mentality that you've applied to the way that you've pivoted during this year like what would be that mentality what is that pivot mentality for you this year well the the thing the thing is man i think um it's you know to be very candid uh i i i'm super blessed to be in a um in a, in a business that is very necessary to the world, right? So I, I'm in consumer packaged goods. It, I technically, let me rephrase this, essential consumer packaged goods, right? So I, I create food products and I sell to supermarkets. So obviously as for COVID, you know, it has spiked up in so many ways that, you know, um, that we're very, very grateful and very blessed about, you know? And, and um, so the, I would say the whole COVID thing, you know, my biggest pivot was just understanding it for me, getting the opportunity to push the reset button on my personal life, you know, to really think to myself about like what I want to do now on a personal level, you know, cause I've just been work, 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 work. And it really gave me some time for myself and to learn a little bit more about myself and, 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 and to explore other fun activities that I want to do. My, like, you know, not getting a chance because of before COVID, but yeah, I mean, to, 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 yeah, to answer your question is difficult because, you know, I, I'm just such a transparent person. We just, we've been very, very blessed and very lucky. So we didn't really have to pivot too much. The only thing we would have to pivot is just maybe increase our team and, and build a bigger team just to ma- help me manage everything that we're going through right now. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. And, and it's, you know, it's um, – in the beginning, it was very difficult for me to have this conversation because I have a lot of good friends who are struggling. You know, I have a lot of good friends and, you know, that's why we talked about like, how do we make a difference, right? So I found ways to, you know, to really help a lot of people that I know, especially entrepreneurs out in different ways. And, um, you know, I don't really want to get into it because I do a lot of things based on just because I want to do it. I don't really, 
publicize it, but you know, um, I've, I think, yeah. So to, to maybe on a positive way, the way pivoting is to really help. I've, I've done everything I can to help as many people as possible on a financial level on, 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 you know, just being there for them and just, you know, whatever I could do to really help. Um, I'm trying and supporting, you know, um, small businesses as much as I can and, and, and doing all that stuff and just, trying to do our best. So, um, and that's where we're at for sure at this moment, but yes, but now I, I feel, you know, I'm proud to be where I'm at. You know, I think we're, we're, we're very lucky to be where we're in this position. And I, I don't want to feel like, you know, bad for talking about it because I feel like I worked really hard to be in this position now. And I'm, and I'm very, very super lucky by the same time, very blessed as well. So, um, yes. So, uh, I guess, so part two to that question, um, as like a pivot, you know, you're just kind of increasing, you know, your, your operations and your team. Um, cause yeah, you, you've already kind of been in that space where it's been working and, um, you know, Kinjabang noodles, a project that we're, we're very excited to release, which has been in the works for, um, some time now. Um, this is a major pivot for our business for Kinjas, you know, like, um, you know, I'm sure the world may look at like, what is Kinjas a dance crew doing releasing food? <laughs> and, um, you know, this is a, uh, it's a new time, and, and and what I what I think is interesting, and I guess more exciting, is because it's so random, but not, you know. Um, and so, like, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have talked about this, in you know, from Kinja's combos to like, you know, the origin stories of it. But um, I guess what was the, you know, I look at like, you know, the timing of what's going on with COVID and us doing something like this is like, man, this is probably maybe the best time to pivot in this way. So I guess from your, um, from where you stand and you know, how this whole project came about, um, what are your thoughts in terms of Kinja's and us pivoting in this way, going into, um, you know, dropping Kinja bang noodles and all that? Yeah, man, you know, and the funny thing is, you know, at a sidebar, I think it's kind of funny how people, a lot of people can see Kinja's as, oh, I don't understand what are they doing? They're, they're a dance brand. They're, they're just dancers. But a lot of people don't understand, man. Like y'all started Kinjas. It's a business. It's a company. You guys, you guys are doing what you love to do and making money out of it. I think people don't understand that you have to sit back and think to yourself, man, you guys should be number one, super proud that you guys created something that you love to do to make money out of it. So already off the bat, that's a business. Whatever you guys want to do with that, that that is amazing and i think that you know a lot of people they need to really understand once again you guys are not just dancers you guys are entrepreneurs you know all you guys are you guys are creating things um and you know creating noodles or creating kinesthetics or creating all the things that you guys have is a part of the business and i think that you know um that's just one thing so just to say about that and i just i think it's just it's a funny little thing that you know you know it's i i explain it all the time because a lot of people ask me same thing. And they're like, I don't get it. Why are you teaming up with just some dancers? I'm like, they're not just dancers, they're entrepreneurs, you know? And, and this is organically, you know, it, it, to, to answer your question too, it wasn't just, Hey, we created this noodles, Ben, um, because of, of what's happening now. We, we thought about this idea before um, COVID, you know, and, and, um, and, and it, it's just, I want people to understand that this was, this was, what, this wasn't just, Hey, we just thought it was, you know, it's been 10 years in the making. We've been talking about doing something together in a very organic way. And I, and to me, it's like, I know it's such an organic play because of the fact that y'all truly love noodles. I love noodles. We all love noodles. And because where 
the world is going, how things are, you know, trying to get to a healthier perspective of life. You know, we wanted to figure out how to basically make what we love eating every day and making it healthier. And that's where the whole plant-based stuff came out of this. And, um, and like I said, the whole thing was very organic, you know, and truthfully, uh, it's, yeah. And I think just for people who are listening, it's very important to understand that we truly didn't just jump on the bandwagon because, Oh, it's COVID and we're going to just make some noodles. I mean, this truly happened way before, you know, and, um, and, and yeah, so we started this before all that stuff, man. And, and if you can really, if you, if you can go on our Instagrams, you can really realize that really, we really did launch this stuff before COVID. So, um, but yeah, anyways, but yeah, that's the answer to your question. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it's also important to note that may I'm wondering if it's weird that we're doing noodles just because, maybe just cause we're dancers and it hasn't been done before yet. But like, I feel like any other type of creator artist that um, on their journey uh, starts some sort of new venture, it's not questioned as much, right? You got like Travis Scott and McDonald's and it's hailed as creative rather than why are they doing that? But like you hear about all those kinds of collabs, right? But with dancers, it's, it's so random for us until it's been done. And then someone else is going to do it and it's just going to be normal after that. So I definitely feel like kind of goes hand in hand with like what Alex has been talking about, which is like just marrying passion and like the things that we are truly passionate about and business. And it's just organic. We are always literally thinking about food all the time and it's just a natural progression. Like these are the things that we want to do. And in these organic conversations, we've always talked about it we started the project and in true Kinja's fashion, it's like we have a lot of projects going at the same time. And there was, it's not like we thought of this idea because of the pandemic, but I will say it was easier for us to look at our priorities out of all the projects we have going and be like, yo, maybe this is a good time for this noodle project. That's been that we've been like chipping away at to really put like some focus on. And so I think it's, it's a marriage of like, we all, we've been talking about it, but also like timing uh, all of what's going on right now helped us shift our priorities. Yeah, and we, and we just never ran into something that was going to like force this like huge social perspective change as well, right? There was like a huge paradigm shift in, in our entire uh, worldview because even in the dance game, it's like, you know, uh, to be transparent with everybody out there, right? Uh, we bank off a lot of things like... Uh, uh, dance education, whether it be through our dance studios or traveling and teaching. We bank off a lot of things like live mass gathering audience events that we either perform at or host in terms of like our competitions like arena or just like different events that we go to and perform at. We bank on a lot of social interaction as just a huge element to like what defines or has defined for, for recent years our business. And then suddenly the world was like, nah, you can't do none of that. Stop. So it just forced us to be like, well, what can we do? And then you look at, you know, thankfully for us, we have people, you know, mentors like Alex here in this, in this podcast that it's like, we do get that insight that there are, there are things, there are essential industries, there are things that are pandemic proof. I would have never thought to construct a business that was pandemic proof, you know what I mean, in the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. I was just like, ignorant to it, naive, call it whatever it is. It is what it is. But like the world view has just evolved through, through the wisdom of terrible experience 
And it's like those things, like Mike was just saying, like, you got to just check yourself. You got to reprioritize things that make a lot of sense. And, and, you know, like Alex mentioned earlier too, if you don't make money, it don't make sense. So we had to evolve. We had to pivot, like you were saying, Ben, you know, and, and, and I love that. I love that Mike was mentioning like the concept of innovation, right? You know, beyond even business in general, even, even in like for some of our viewers and listeners who are fans of the dance game, it's like to even innovate in dance and innovate in choreography. That's like a constant journey. That's a constant you know, expression where like you're running into a bunch of hard no's and failures always because you're trying to come up with shit. But like, that's the whole thing that inspires you to go in the first place, you know? So uh, I just think it's, it's, it's timely. It's appropriate. It's uh, beyond convenient. It's almost like, you know, destiny, if you will, for, for a person even like myself to be able to experience this time frame with you guys as people um, so that we can adopt a new mentality so that we can uh, adapt to a, a world situation and so that we can evolve into, you know, the entrepreneurs that like we all ambitiously want to become versus just being bottlenecked into this idea of like, we're dancers. You know what I mean? Like uh, the, the truth is the truth. There's, there's always a clock on our bodies, especially as athletes, right? Like we're never going to be able to perform at this high optimum, you know, performance element you know, especially the older we get, but, you know, at the same time, like fine wine, you know, the older we get, the, the, the more strategic and the smarter and better moves and the, and the classier, the taste of what it is that we're going to be experiencing. And speaking of classy taste, can't wait for people to try and do those, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it, it's just a, a beautiful time to really respect and humble ourselves to, to the world, but at the same time, respond to it in kind with our, with our actual determination and commitment to like what we want for our lives. And Ben, and talking about like, you know, when you asked about the pivot wise, I think that the more after now, the more we discuss this and we actually have this open forum, I think that, you know, for me specific, it just gave me more confident confidence that it, it, that, that what we're doing is the right direction. Right. We talked about this mm. because, you know, um, I knew that, you know, the businesses that I wanted to grow and to build has to do with basically people needing, certain things right so like and that's why i'm not in the fashion business anymore I like look I, i've been in the fashion business for 15 years and it was great and i loved it it was my passion and we made money out of it but at the end of the day you know i realized that you know you don't have to be swaggy 24 7 you know like you don't need to buy certain things you don't need to go buy that 1200 japanese leather and blah 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 right it's not sometimes necessary for everybody but the one thing that everybody needs no matter what it is from COVID to whatever it is is they need to eat they need to survive. And I think that, you know, it just made, it gave me more confidence for, 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 I think even for potential entrepreneurs out there, they just understanding how to basically be more involved with creating products that, that people need to have, you know, and that's to me where I think we're Kinjas, you guys are, are really smart at pivoting and understanding that as well too, doing things that people really need um, and to really grow your business for sure. And I, and I, that's, and that's why, you know, the Kinja Bay noodles is something that's great because people, and once, and I, and, and I'm not just saying this to say, and you know, this too, um, and you have some people who tried it, you know, and they, they, they know about it. it it's, um, it's amazing. The food obviously <laughs> is really good. And I, and I hate plugging it like that, but it's just, it is what it is, man. It's the truth. It's the it mother effing it truth. The mother effing truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, first of all, yeah. I mean, the, the product itself, when we'd had our grand opening and we had, um, you know, the, the amazing community that came out to support us and we gave them the first taste of the noodles and just seeing um, faces like legitimately and like genuinely light up with like, yo, this is legit. 
it was uh yeah it was a feeling that i feel like um i'll never be able to recreate that and never forget that and and, and i know that it comes from um the care and the the actual love that went into every bit of that process from the ingredients to the choices of you know how we wanted it to be to the packaging to like everything is just like so much love and care um which goes back to i mean it just goes back to what you were saying earlier like you have to care about you you know what you're doing you have to have a passion for it. you have to love it and uh yeah i think that itself is um i can't wait for the world to to you know, get their hands on it. And it's going to be another exciting time. And you know, one of my favorite moments, Ben, from that, that day when, 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 you, when you're watching people eat the food, the funny thing is, I would say more than half of the people, I think they're very hesitant because they're like, oh, they're dancers. They don't know what they're doing about making noodles. To, to watch them look at their face and to hear them literally, I can re like read their lips and even to hear it, they're like, wow, this is actually really good. It made me so happy because I know a lot of people are thinking that way. They're like, how could this be good? Like, these are just dancers. What are they talking about? You know, like, and you guys are all really smart that we all, you know, combine our, our, our special powers together to build this together. We all did this together, you know, and I think, I feel that it's just exciting because truthfully, you know, I didn't hear one. I mean, and for me, I love hearing constructive criticism. I really do. I sure. love hearing someone go, Hey, this is really good, but maybe you can make this adjustment or, or make this change or blah, 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 blah. Like, honestly, the only thing that we've heard is, Oh, like, you know, there weren't enough noodles. And, I, and that's, that's literally the only thing we heard, but I'm like, it's because we made as much as possible, but there were just a lot of people at the event. And yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> we're all very proud of man. And, and honestly, like I said, I love to hear constructive criticism because I feel like it's the only way for people to get better in this world. But at the same time, it's like, we didn't hear anything because everyone truly loved the product. And, yeah. you know, and, and I'm really trying not to gas anyone up, people who are listening to this now, but it's just, it's, it's really that good. It's legit, man. Hell yeah. Uh, something that you were saying, Alex, earlier, like in terms of, you know, the, the, way, to, uh, the way that you've approached this year, um, and I think a lot of us were even kind of alluding to this, but like I think something about 2020 with COVID has been a, a year where it's forced everybody to kind of slow down, to kind of reassess, and essentially like simplify, you know, like, what, what do we need and what do we not need? And um, so, and I know that, you know, that comes with challenges, like the challenges that we've been presented with, we're like, okay, this is, we, we got to cut some stuff out because this is just not working this way. So I guess in light of 2020s challenges for yourself, how have you kind of simplified, you know, even from your own personal life, you know, with like, um, I know I mean, we haven't even gone into, you know, like how you maintain yourself as an individual and as a person and how you stay healthy and inspired but like you know how have you simplified yourself as an individual um as well as the way that you've approached uh business um how to simplify my life right i think um is understanding to <clears throat> really use the time that we have in the most efficient way i think that's kind of what what it is right so because of the fact that I'm running so many businesses, right? It didn't, honestly, I wasn't very healthy, right? And it, just to be really real, I didn't sleep that well, um, you know, and, and not because I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't, I had problems sleeping. I mean, it's easy for me to sleep. I just didn't have the time to sleep. Um, and I think that um, 
the way I, I, because of COVID, it gave me an opportunity to push the reset button and to learn that, hey, it's important to sleep. It's in, and it, was, it sounds really crazy, but it, it's, it really, I learned a lot from that and it made me feel healthier. Now, instead of sleeping like, you know, sometimes 45 minutes a day to like two hours a day, I'm sleeping between like now, like between four and a half to six hours a day, which is a lot healthier for me, you know, and I, I just feel better. And, um, and it just, those are the kind of things, right? I think that I'm understanding that. So as for, you know, as for my personal life, I mean, that's just something very simple, but I think for business wise is that, um, uh, it, it just understand to not build more. I mean, I get so excited about, I want to build this. I want to build that. I want to build this. I want to build that. I want to, you know, create 20 more projects cause I'm so excited about it. I've, I've really chilled out and say, you know what, I'm good with what we have right now. And I just really want to put a lot more concentration on instead of building more businesses and just to focusing on the business we have now and making it the best of the best, you know? And I think that uh, being in the food industry, it's given me a lot of opportunities to meet so many different distributions to vendors that, you know, we go shop at that they're always asking me to make more products because of what we're good at is, you know, the business development side, but understanding that, you know, to keep maintaining and operating the business, it takes a lot more than people realize. So, you know, um, yeah. So on a business perspective, the way I'm simplifying that now is just chilling out on developing more products and just focusing on what we have right now. It's mm, mm, good. How would you define success? Oh, okay. Devi uh, defining success. I think, yeah, it's funny because like I said, um, I think, the defining success is to be able to to sleep at night and 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 to to wake up in, in the morning truthfully being genuinely happy right and i think that what success is is finding what you're going to do every day for the rest of your life and actually truly enjoying it i think that a lot of people who financially let's just say if you wanted to find a success in a financial way some people could be making billions of dollars but are miserable who hate what they do who truly just genuinely hate life hate the world and they just you know they're so successful i think that um for us understanding having having a balance of life and finding that perfect balance and if you're truly happy in what you're doing that to me is that the definition of success if you can find that perfect formula of doing what you love to do making good money out of it surviving and being able to make a difference in the world to me that's success and that's why i feel so successful every day not because i'm you know worth billions of billions of billions of dollars which you know hopefully i'll be one day but um but truthfully it's because i really found a balance for my personal life through the people that i'm around and for business that I, where i'm able to do I get, to, I get to sleep at night knowing that I, I love what I do. And I wake up in the morning being so excited about working, you know, like I wake up and I'm like, I'm ready to go. Not, Oh, here we go again. You know, like I got this thing that I got to do and blah, blah, blah to make money. And it's like, I'm truly excited every day of my life. And I just feel so happy. And that's why I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm probably one of the most successful people in this world because of the fact that I'm truly happy, you know, and that's how I define success. Ooh. That's gold, man. Um, man, we, I feel like we, we can go forever. We've been going actually for a while. And, and I feel like at this point, this is just a mentoring session over here that we're just, we're <laughs> no, just extracting all the gold from you. Um, I just have uh, actually another question that, you know, in, in 
um, not to like take it back to Kinja Bang noodles, but there's, I was thinking about the packaging of the box and along the side of the box, we have this, this phrase, feed the revolution. Yes. And, uh, I feel like that's a very bold, uh, bold statement. And, um, and almost kind of like, dang, like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like we can all kind of attach, um, attach meaning to it, but, um, you know, just curious, you know, for, you know, as, as you put so much care and intention into every little, you know, sure. nook and cranny from the barcode <laughs> that's on the box. Um, what does feed the revolution to you? So I'm, I'm pretty sure all of us, you know, we resonate with that in our own way. And I think it, it's so meaningful for all of us. But for me, the reason why we came up with feed the revolution is because like I said, growing up, dude, like I love eating instant noodles, right? It was, it was cheap. It was affordable, but man, it was so unhealthy, dude. I mean, if you really know what you're putting in your body and how bad instant noodles are with all the preservatives and the MSG and just all the crazy stuff that you put in your body, and, and, and that's, that's the whole thing. It's like we're revolutionizing, you know, instant noodle. And we're technically not an instant noodle because of the fact that, you know, we are air dried and never fried, right? It, it's, it's, it's a product that it's, 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 it's so much healthier for you. You know, and, and, and that's what Feed the Revolution is. We're basically, we're, we're showing the world that, hey, you could eat instant noodles, but basically, you know, it, it don't feel bad about it, right? And that's what it is all about. And that's what Feed the Revolution is. It's, we're trying to change the world and, and making them understand that you can eat something that tastes amazing and still be very healthy. Dope. Mm. So, what is, we, we like to ask this question to all of our like first time guests, um, you know, your, your golden rule, your life mantra, what would be, Alex Kocher Watts golden rule. Oh, easy, man. Treat people how you want to be treated. Easy. Done. I, I think that speaks so loud to so many ways, man. I think that in life, that's what we're having trouble with now. I think that people are not treating people how they want to be treated. And I think that's where the causes of so many issues. And, you know, we could, that's, this, this topic can be talked about and something that we're very all about right now. And we're very careful of, you know, of, of certain things. But I think the most important thing to me my whole life, what my mom taught me was treat people how you want to be treated. And I, it's stuck with me for my, my whole life. And that, it, it, and it's so many layers to that. I mean, that I can honestly talk about hours about what that means. Yeah. And I think that if I, the best advice I can ever give anyone in this world is to treat people how you want to be treated, you know? And that to me, it's, it's so powerful in so many ways. That is the classic golden rule, man. Um, yeah. Yo, Alex, man, thank you for, uh, for so much but you know just for hopping in this morning i know um you know you're you're hopping around from uh, meeting to meeting but just carving out time to um just chat it up with us um i know for us here we we find so much value in it i'm so excited for the people who are going to be listening to this episode um i feel like there's so much gold there and um i don't know man even hearing you talk about the feed the revolution and, and like how, you know, we're applying it to the product that we're releasing. But, um, I think there's something about the way that I personally see how you are living your life and the, the choices that you make with even like your business ventures, there's like a feed the revolution heart and soul in everything that I feel like you've done. Like you, you don't touch things that you feel like, ah, oh, this isn't going to make a difference. This isn't providing value. This isn't changing the world. It's not, um, you know, yeah, it's not making a difference, but like, you know, when I hear revolution, that is like, yo, you, you are on a mission to accomplish something. And, um, you know, when I, when I saw that on the side of our packaging, 
you know, I didn't feel like this is just referencing what this food product is. I'm like, there is something deeper attached to this. And, um, you know, like, I, I feel like you, you have that sort of, um, approach to everything that you do. And, um, man, I'm, I'm blessed to have you in our midst and, you know, we're so stoked to, you know, release this product to the world. I know there's still a lot of things that we, um, haven't released yet in terms of, you know, things to look out for, but we know that that stuff's coming very soon. And, um, I personally am just looking forward to, um, having you even closer in, in, uh, in our company and, and, and just, um, interacting a lot more, man. And thank you just for sharing just even a little glimpse of your mind and your experience here, man. There's, there's so much uh, value that you brought to us. So thank you, brother. No, man. And I, and I just really want to say thank you to you guys too, man. I think that, like I said, and I think I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this for the rest of my life, man. I mean, you guys truthfully inspire me in a lot of different ways too, man. I hope you guys know that. And I think from every individually, from my interactions with each individual of you guys, you guys inspire me somehow in my life. And I think that I'm very thankful for that. And I'm very, I'm very grateful for that, you know, and I, and I, you know, it's for me to see you guys be the leaders of your community. You know, it's, it's something, something that I feel that you've touched so many people in so many positive ways. And I think that I hope you guys truly know that what you guys are doing, you guys are making a huge difference in the world, you know? And I think that there's so many kids and even adults who look up to you guys to see what you guys are doing. To, and you're, you're showing that, Hey, you get, to, you get, to, like I said, you get to, you get to do what you love to do for, 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 for the rest of your life while making a living out of it. And, and, and it might not be, you know, making billions of billions of dollars. But like I said, I think that, you know, to define success, you guys are probably one of the most successful people I know because you truly get to do what you love to do. And, you know, and for me to say, I have very successful, good friends and you guys are part of it, you know, and I think that, you know, I'm very, very inspired. So thank you. And I'm honored to be a part of this, man. And, you know, you already know, I, I'm, I'll be down to be in any podcast or be any of your, you know, your things, man, I'm here, you know, I'm here to support and I'm just truly excited for our, our new venture together. And, you know, it's launching very soon. I hate being that person to say coming soon all the time, but it really is coming very, very <laughs> Um, and you know, and like I said, um, love you guys so much, man. And I just, you know, I, I, I stay safe, you know, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see each other soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, folks, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Um, yeah, as, as Alex just said, Kinja Bang noodles, it's coming very soon. We're so very stoked. It's like, we, we're like these, uh, I don't know, man, like excited parents that like want to tell our kids what like, like what their Christmas presents are. But like, you know, you got to wait, you got to wait till Christmas morning, but it's coming soon. It's going to be dope. Um, follow us on Instagram at Kinjabang noodles. Uh, we'll plug all that stuff in the, in the notes here. Uh, but thanks for listening guys. Um, if, if you're finding this show valuable, fun, entertaining, all we ask that you do is share it. Just take a screenshot of you listening to it on your phone Tag us. We're on Instagram uh, at Kinder's Podcast, Cast with a K. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. If you really dig what we're doing, hop into the Apple's Podcast iTunes Store. Leave us a five star rating. Write us a review. That helps us get visibility on the charts. Um, and just keep sharing it with your friends. And uh, we're still in this together. Be out there. Be safe. Uh, wear your masks. We got a ton of masks too. So hop in Kinesthetic. Get your mask on. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace out. Catch your